Naturally occurring black pigments in vegetables, spices, and seeds have been found to have powerful anti-inflammatory effects. Hi, this is Dr. Ronald Hoffman, and I'm excited about what I think may be the next big thing in anti-inflammatory supplements, a brand new, all-natural daily preventative against a host of possible inflammatory issues. Black for Health Liquid Extract from Future Farm Botanicals. Black for Health combines four plant-based foods, black garlic, black radish root, black cumin seed, and black peppercorn containing high levels of body-ready healing botanicals. Black for Health supports your liver, skin, cholesterol, blood pressure, and weight management, circulation, and immunity. It's a tasty supplement with liposome complex for optimal absorption. For more information or to order, call 888-841-7216, 888-841-7216, or go to myfuturefarm.com slash Hoffman. That's myfuture. Farm, P-H-A-R-M, myfuturefarm.com slash Hoffman, myfuturefarm.com slash Hoffman. Welcome back to today's Intelligent Medicine Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Ronald Hoffman, answering your questions. Here we are, back in the swing of things, back to school for a lot of, uh, you know, I saw that I got out early on my bike. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I see that all the, it's very cute. It's, the kids are lined up with yeah. the parents in their driveways and the school bus is coming. All the cars have to stop because there's oh, that sign up, but yeah. it's really that time of year. It is. You know, and you see that and they look so happy that they're going back to school. Yeah. It's a big deal. That is a big In-person deal. learning. Wonderful. Yep. That's a wonderful thing. So we've got a question from Rachel. Hi, Dr. Hoffman. I was diagnosed with Graves' disease weeks ago and was prescribed mifamazole in addition to Indurol. Okay, stop. Uh, you know, yeah. uh, the the mifamazole is a medication that is a blocker of thyroid hormone. Yeah. And it is there. There are three things you can do with hyperthyroidism or Graves' disease. That's too much thyroid. That's yeah. much less common than low thyroid. Yes. But there's when the thyroid goes out of control, it's hyperthyroidism or mm-hmm. Graves' disease. Mm-hmm. And this is specifically an autoimmune It's an autoimmune condition, yeah. Condition, so yeah. Uh, three things you can do. One is you can chemically uh, slow down the thyroid, but it doesn't always work. It does. The thyroid sometimes breaks through the medication and mm. overcomes it. You can take out the thyroid. Thyroidectomy. Or you can use uh, radioactive. radioactive iodine. Mm-hmm. To Iodine brings the radioactive material to the thyroid and it kills the overactive thyroid. Mm-hmm. So one of three things. Um, and then Indoral is a, is a beta blocker. It slows the heart because yeah. when you have too much thyroid, it's like having you know too many cups of Starbucks. You're right. You know, it, palpitations. I get nervous when I talk to Graves' disease patients. They make me nervous. They talk really fast, you know, and they and they, and they, they sometimes yeah. have, they're tremulous. Mm-hmm. You know, they lose weight. Yes. They feel hot instead of cold. Mm-hmm. Um, they have. Uh, they get distraction, like ADD, almost. Yeah. They have that uh, was happening. diarrhea as opposed to constipation. Yes, their bowels are in overdrive. Overdrive, yeah. Right, right. So anyway, and Graves' disease can affect the eyes. And they have a new medication yes. now for the eyes. Uh-huh. There's something targeting the I saw eyebrows. the commercials, yeah. yeah. Wow. So Rachel is wondering, can you recommend supplements for my condition? I thoroughly enjoy your show. Okay. Um, there is some evidence that uh, carnitine is helpful in Graves' disease. Yes, for the energy part of it, right. Right. Because it's, uh, yeah, because you get so worn out from being in overdrive I, all the I time. I might suggest coenzyme Q10 because of the depleting effects that mm-hmm. it has. 
Um, there's an herb that slows the thyroid a bit. It's called bugleweed. Uh, bugleweed. Lycopus virginicus is the botanical name. For wow. It. But, I, you know, if you're already using medication, I would say you know, let the medication do its job without an extra herb yeah. to muck things yeah. up. Yeah, And yeah. I would definitely, you know, magnesium, which is a little bit of a stabilizer sure. for the heart. Mm -hmm. um, you know, mm -hmm. it does sometimes slow the heart with palpitations. Right, right. Uh, and then, you know, what do you do dietarily for someone with a, uh autoimmune condition like that? We eliminate gluten. Absolutely. We eliminate casein, which 100%, is dairy. 100% gluten elimination. Absolutely. Very important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gluten and dairy elimination completely, and probably the removal of nightshades to bring it even further. But if, I know. ideally, an autoimmune mm -hmm. paleo diet, something Absolutely. like the Whole30, Absolutely. you know, without uh, the potatoes that are included in that diet. right. Right, right. Uh, a grain-free diet, possibly. A grain-free diet, absolutely. It's, it's, look it up under AIP. AIP. Autoimmune. Paleo. Paleo, right. Autoimmune paleo. Autoimmune protocol. Autoimmune paleo. Paleo. And that's uh, Sarah Ballantyne. Dr. Sarah Ballantyne, I believe, if I have her last name correct. But uh, absolutely those. And I could think of two case studies in particular where... These are long ago patients of ours where we were able to get the graves under control in remission mm -hmm. with this kind of with this type of a protocol. Yeah. With uh, so I think there's a nutritional therapy. component, but that does not argue against a medical approach no. because you, mm -hmm. look, I I recall once I had a patient who um, had graves very mm -hmm. early in my career. And, you know, I said, you know, I can treat you naturally, but you really need to get on medication. And she was absolutely adamantly opposed to medication. Yeah. And, you know, I didn't fire her. I said, look, I'm going to monitor you, but I got to tell you, I, I You're going to fire her as a patient? No. But <laughs> listen, they talk about firing patients who don't take the vaccine. Oh, that's now, true. Yeah. You know, but yeah. I don't fire patients. But look, I mean, a patient yeah. throws like an ashtray at me or something, you know. Oh, sure. Then fire the patient. Absolutely. Right. <laughs> I don't keep ashtrays. Yeah. No. An object at me. But, you know. There, there's yeah, but yeah, you work with what you have. So anyway, so the patient uh, didn't do anything. Mm -hmm. So she unfortunately developed a saggy heart. She developed uh, oh, a, no. uh, the muscle was so overtaxed that it became enlarged and flabby, and she developed uh, chronic congestive heart failure. Oh no! And the other things that can develop are osteoporosis. Sure. Also, oh, yeah. I definitely would supplement, uh, particularly a woman, with some bone-supporting nutrients. Yes. That would be important. Yeah. And we might use maybe some essential fatty acids. Mm -hmm. uh, the use of iodine is controversial. Some people believe that you can use iodine. Yeah. Uh, I recently interviewed a doctor who's very much in favor of uh, iodine, Dr. Brownstein. Yeah. He wrote an iodine book. He treats people with the Graves' disease with high-dose iodine. The problem wow. with that is that it, I think it's unpredictable. I think you can sometimes make some patients flare with iodine. Right. Because iodine is a cofactor for thyroid hormone production. Yes. And I know in the setting of Hashimoto's, the other autoimmune th uh, thyroid, where the thyroid is hypothyroid, yeah. low, uh, that iodine is not indicated iodine with Hashimoto's. Iodine and high doses can suppress the thyroid. Hence yeah. the idea that you can suppress it with a lot of iodine. It's got to be Goldilocks with iodine you, well, to I some degree, maybe. Iodine can both suppress the thyroid and it can also cause what's called thyroid storm. Yes. Which is thyroid overactivity. I'm not comfortable using iodine for Graves' disease patients. Yeah. Dr. Brownstein has experience doing it and he thinks it's helpful. Wow. That's really something. 
So, Rachel, there you go. You do need a workup to see if also if this is the only autoimmune thing going on. I mean, a patient who walks into her office... They might have celiac. They might have celiac, exactly, yeah. and that's yeah. one of the things that we would be testing for. Yeah. So, to see if that was there uh, before. Before. Anyway. So, Rachel, thank you for your question. Good point, which to pause because we want to offer one of our other sponsors an opportunity to share this vital message with you. So here goes. Listen up. This episode of Intelligent Medicine is brought to you by Healthy Aging, providing you with the unique energy support of Pure NT Factor. NT Factor is the only nutritional formula clinically proven to reduce fatigue, whatever the cause, whether it be age, illness, or just being run down. NT Factor from Nutritional Therapeutics repairs damaged cells and restores healthy bacteria in your digestive tract. Clinical trials have shown NT Factor reduces fatigue by almost half, and it even reverses some symptoms of aging. I've been taking NT Factor for years with a 45-day money-back guarantee of nothing to lose. To order, call 800-982-9158. That's 800-982-9158. Or go to ntfactor.com. That's ntfactor.com. Thanks for your attention. And now back to our questions. What's next, Layla? We've got a question from Gabe. Dear Dr. Hoffman and Layla, please weigh in on the effects of including cold cuts, such as salami, prosciutto, capicola, in one's diet. Yum. Are all, are all cold cuts created equal? No, they're not, Gabe. I'm confused because of the recommendation to eat a Mediterranean diet, in which cold right. cuts seem to be yeah. part of the diet yes. in the Mediterranean, but it's also a processed food. Yes. You got to get the really good stuff. Yes. You got to get the prosciutto di Parma. You well, got to get the I mean, salami Layla, that's been. Wait. Thank that's you been, for saying that. Yes. Because I because I feel a little guilty sometimes because I know these studies are about processed meat. Yes. And I use a little prosciutto sometimes on a salad. Yum. Uh, or sometimes I make on a. Um, I get these um, coconut wraps. They're mm. very thin. Uh huh. Fairly low carb. And I put a piece of prosciutto on there, and then mm -hmm. I scramble an egg and throw it on there, and it makes a little wrap. It's a lovely, wrap. lovely. And it, that prosciutto adds a little bit of a, a tang. Yes, to that. yes. And I felt like, oh, you know, it's processed. Maybe it's got nitrates in it. But you say prosciutto de Parma, which it's ham and salt, ham and salt are the salt. only ingredients. Right. Yeah. Okay, and I get the prosciutto de Parma. And yes. It's very expensive. It's like ten Tw bucks. It's like for ten a bucks for a quarter pound. Yes. Ten bucks for a quarter yeah. pound. So forget about the full pounds of that, which would be very hard to slice and do all of that. Yeah, I love that with a hard-boiled egg in the morning, a couple of slices of that, it adds a little more flavor to everything. Oh, I'm so glad you say nice. that. You, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You set me free. You've yes, me. and not only that, certain salamis that are lactic acid fermentation, that's probiotic food okay. to okay. some degree. But yeah. how do you know that it's not a good, uh, that like it's like Oscar it, Mayer uh, bologna? Oh, well, listen, then it will definitely have the, the sodium nitride in it, right. but... Cold okay. cuts of cold cuts have even gotten better since as as far back as forty or fifty years ago because they also add ascorbic acid. Oh, as a preservative. As a preservative. Right. So it kind of undoes right. the sodium nitrite. There used to be a joke. I was at a medical conference years ago up here near uh, Memorial Sloan Kettering, that the cancer doctors would go to the deli, have their pastrami on rye and take their vitamin C supplement okay. to counteract okay. the the uh, the sodium nitrite. Right. So there's a way of doing this right. Yeah. 
you know? So the good stuff, the lactic acid yep. fermented salami, the one that's been fermenting in the old world way, that really good stinky stuff. I love that stuff. Who doesn't love a charcuterie? You yes, know, charcuterie a, board yeah. with something and, yeah, a, yeah. and a little rosé yeah. well, from time to time. Bon vivant here. <laughs> Listen, look, I mean, I'm so reassured to hear that you oh, are. Oh, yeah. If it's good quality a, stuff. You're not orthorexic. No. If you want to see the non orthorexic oh, nutritionist. That's that's a joyless see, life. See Layla. <laughs> right. Layla does not have an eating disorder. I don't I do not do eating disorder. No, 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 no. Okay. Oh, my gosh. So, Gabe, yes, there is a way of doing this the right way. You want to make sure that you're getting really the old style. Yeah. Yes, you're going to pay a little more money for prosciutto di Parma and these other naturally lactic acid fermented starter culture salamis that we're talking about, but they're also delicious. There's this they're thing that delicious. I had in Spain, and they have these open, beautiful open markets there, mm-hmm. and it's um, uh, just terrific, but it's super expensive, you know, mm-hmm. like, it, you know, like, 10, 15 bucks a quarter pound, mm-hmm. you know, you get like uh, 200 uh, grams of it you mm. know, because on a, it's on the kilo system there. Right, right. Um, and it's the something de España. Uh, I forget the name. I'll, I can look it up while you're talking. Mm-hmm. So the the difference, Gabe, again, between the, the fermented, the natural, uh, the, the, the probiotic, may I call it that, type of these processed salamis and prosciuttos and and capicola and all of those wonderful things and they're beautiful on an antipasto salad so and that's a great way to start one of them is chorizo and i sometimes eat chorizo but i get the the natural meat oh chorizo yes or chorizo 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 you say chorizo i say chorizo yes um, yes um yeah so there are a lot of these products out there you just have to find them and not just go for the typical, you know, stuff at the deli counter. Although some of these higher starred uh, processed meats that we're discussing here can be found at the deli counter. I mean, I find the prosciutto di Parma at my local key food as well. Yes, it's $24 a pound. So sometimes I'll get a quarter pound of that. Oh, so uh, it's jamon, good. It's called jamon de serrano. Oh. Oh, Serrano ham. Yeah, very expensive. It's it's Spanish prosciutto. They feed it's chestnuts. Spanish. They feed chestnuts yes. to, the, to the animals. Yeah, and there's a little juniper yeah. going on or something. Yeah. Serrano ham is... A real delicacy. Fantastic. Yeah. It's the Spanish form of prosciutto. And it kind of goes yeah. to you are... you you. It's not you are what you eat. You are what you eat eats. And so the, the yes. chestnuts are very... High in nutrients and high even I think they have some essential fatty acids, mm. so it, it imbues the mm-hmm. uh, meat with yeah. some uh, better nutritional qualities. Yes, and uh, I mean that's quote processed, but it's well we can call anything processed if you're chopping it on your chopping board. Yeah. We're processing it. Yeah, when you put it in your blender, you're processing it. So yeah. we're talking. We don't mean for processed food to steel, have steel cut oatmeal is processed. It's processed, yeah. right? It depends on what we're talking about. We're talking about the additives and preservatives yeah. that are not great for us to Which avoid. Ultra processed. Ultra processed, and you want to be able to counteract things like the sodium nitrite with the sodium erythrobate right. is what it's called, yes. but it's really the ascorbic acid. Some will just say on the label ascorbic acid. That's the one I'm getting. Oh, you don't want any of that yeah. stuff. Polysorbate. Colorings, artificial exactly. dyes, exactly. You know, titanium dioxide, whatever. You don't whatever, want any whatever, of that you know. stuff. Yeah, uh, even carrageenan. Which yes, for some people is problematic. It is. Yeah. It is, and that's 
that's been replaced recently with something called gelin gum, G-E-L-L-A-N gum. It's like I'm, I'm gelin? But, I'm gelin, exactly <laughs> like that. But it, it's probably a little better than carrageenan, but it's still, yeah. it's still I don't know. It could affect the microbiome. Adversely. It could. It could. All right, well, that would trigger an interesting discussion. And I have to say that I look at the literature sometimes about meat, and that some, some of the studies say, well, meat increases the risk for this or that cancer. But many studies say that even processed meat doesn't increase the risk. Yes. Um, and so these studies are often contradictory. Mm-hmm. But uh, unfortunately, they almost never separate out a study where people consume only unprocessed, unadulterated Right. It's always thrown into the same bucket, yeah, yeah. the processed and the red meat. Yeah. And, of course, all red meat eaters in this studies have the bad rap of being associated with being sedentary, beer drinkers, smokers, eating a lot of starches right. that go with that cheeseburger, including the bun. Here's a homework French assignment. fries. Hmm. I gave you today a copy, my reader's copy, of Defending Beef, the new edition. Oh, yes. So just zero in on the chapter that addresses precisely what we're talking about Very today, good. And give us a book report next week. A book report next right. week okay. will come. Okay. I will discuss it. <laughs> yeah, because she's definitely, she gives a very nuanced discussion of these studies. Terrific, good. And she can sort of parse it out, the processed versus the unprocessed, and, and uh, directly address this issue. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. There's a big difference between the high quality of the processed meat we're talking about, yeah. which are standard in American Mediterranean diet as opposed right. to the dirty water hot dog you might be getting on the street. Yes. Or something. So you can even the turn dirty it dirty water your, dog. You can turn it into your own podcast because yeah. you do your own podcast. Sure. Or we can do a, a, like a five or ten minute segment next That's week. That's a great idea. Q&A. Okay. Done. So we got fodder for our next yes. podcast. Yes. Good deal. <laughs> we have time for another question. Ah, let's see here. This comes from another one, another Gabe. Dr. Hoffman, do you have an activity and supplement regimen you recommend to help improve the recovery from a workout, including muscle soreness? Well, Gabe, yeah, disappointed in you. You don't subscribe to our newsletter, evidently. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, because... You would have read that really nice article that you wrote on workout recovery. Yeah. My goodness. So let's pick out some highlights from that, because... Yes. So from workout recovery, all right, very important to remain hydrated all throughout. But some of the things you mentioned here are adaptogens like ashwagandha. You mentioned using CBD, uh, massaging extra strength CBD balm, using turmeric, mm-hmm. tart cherry. And there's also D-ribose. And, and I have to say, you know, I did a triathlon this weekend mm-hmm. and uh, usually I'm just destroyed after that. You know, it's like... I'm, it's a triathlon after all. Yeah. And I got to say that... Um, I bounced back pretty good. I mean, like this morning, it was like an, it was nice outside, fairly cool, and I took a really nice little run. It was a recovery run. It wasn't like you know, you know, earth shattering, you know, uh, distance. A run to recover from the longer, more more difficult run. Yeah, I mean, sometimes it's actually good to not overtax yourself, but just to loosen up a little bit. You know, sure. take it slow after an, an, a, a really taxing event. Mm-hmm. But. Um, yeah, I like the tart cherry. Yeah. Uh, I'm using something called MitoPure now, which uh, may help mm. recovery. It's mm-hmm. it's a mitochondrial support thing that's derived from pomegranates. I wrote another newsletter article about the benefits of pomegranates. Right. Uh, I like tart cherry juice. I try to use the tart cherry concentrate mm-hmm. uh, with a little, I make a tart cherry spritzer. 
Very nice. Put a little magnesium powder in there to sweeten it because it's rather tart. The magnesium powder. That's a nice sweet. cocktail. Yeah, it, very good for recovery. You know, that's the um, the reacted magnesium powder which you get yes. at full script. Yeah, um, it's the combo malate glycinate citrate. It's very absorbable. Very very good. And it's uh, it's tart cherry, a little chart. You know, it kind of mm-hmm. makes you smack. Right. Uh, you can add a little uh, sweetness that way and get the magnesium, which is going to be good for recovery. Yeah. Um, yeah. You like using cold. You like using yeah. rollers. Use you know uh, what after a long bike ride or a run, I like to jump in the water and you know it cools down your muscles. Yeah, I'm not quite one of those ice bath people. You're not a polar bear. Well, there, there are people who jump into a, a vat of ice water. Like football Oi. players do that. Oh my! Yeah, that would just hurt my bones. That's a little much. Yeah, that's that would just hurt. But cold water afterwards is is yeah. you know helps you recuperate. Mm-hmm. So, so, but read the article because yes. it's a more comprehensive list of things. Go to drhoffman.com, Gabe, and you could access the article there. And, and you can also subscribe it. to our newsletter. That way, you get it in your inbox. But you know, with all the junk that we get in our inboxes, I you know won't fault you for missing it. Right. You know, it's like, check your spam folder. Sometimes it goes there. That could when be. it shouldn't. That could be when it shouldn't. Yep. So thank you, Gabe, for that question. Yep. All right. Well, that's <clears throat> all the time that we have for today. So uh, keep your questions coming. Radio program at AOL.com is the number. We're back in business. It's fall. Uh, the pace is quickening. And um, yeah, there's something about fall. It's a little invigorating. It so, is. It yeah. is invigorating. It is. Thank you for listening, everybody. I'm Dr. Ronald Hoffman. Thank you, Layla. And this is the Intelligent Medicine Podcast. This is Layla Mutin, RD. I see patients regularly, along with Dr. Hoffman. If you require a nutrition consult with me but live out of town, there's no need to travel to New York City. I have telephone consultations with clients from all over the country. Please visit drhoffman.com for more information. And to set up an appointment, call 212-779-1744. That's 212-779-1744. I look forward to being a collaborator in your health care.